Welcome to the fifth episode of the hashtag I2 Mentoring Stories, where we learn from women how they found support on their career journeys. We hear how they have given support to others, and we share insights into how more women can achieve professional success. I am Mpo Tutu Fangfe, a priest, an author, an artist, and executive director of the Tutu Teach Foundation. And I am Marceline Tutu Vanfurth, a pediatrician, a professor of pediatric infectious diseases, and a board member of the Tutu Teach Foundation. Today, we are pleased to speak with Ilham Stoloff. Ilham is an artist, an art educator, and an entrepreneur. She's developed her own planet-friendly line of paint solvents and domestic cleaning products, which I love. They smell yummy. Welcome, Ilham. Thank you very much. It's wonderful to have this opportunity. Nice. Mm. I first got to know you when I was looking for an art teacher for my wife, Mpo. And um, <laughs> you might not know, but I can't draw. And I was wondering, how do you work with a student or a mentee when you're in the beginning of working together, when it's the first time, how do you do that? The most important connecting point between myself and a mentor or a mentee is to have deep eye contact and to make oneself um, as natural as possible. So, for me, when I do engage with a mentor or mentee, I try as much as possible to come from my natural, my natural space, my natural essence, because in that space, that is where deep connections and human connections are made. So I try to be very mindful of um, just being in my natural space of order. And um, I find it much easier to connect with another human being when I'm in my essence. Mm. So yeah, to, to try to, you know, unravel myself from all the you know, all, all the stuff that ego brings and just be, um, to be able to connect with, you know, the, the other person and to find as much in common with the other person um, so that I'm not othering the other person and I'm not, you know, sort of othering myself. So, it's about connection, actually, at first, and just um, engaging, yeah, just naturally. That's my starting point. <laughs> it sounds very almost spiritual to me, but how do you get into your natural space? Yeah, I, I guess I have inner dialogue. I reflect in action. Um, and, you know, I just am, you know, to be mindful that I can actually just connect with myself 
um, in these moments is actually what's important. It's, it's, it's actually connection with self. Um, so I try to be in the moment as much as possible. Um, I try to not think about anything else but the moment that I am sharing with the other person. Um, and in that, I can experience my own power. And when I experience my own power, I'm able to make a deep connection with the other person. Is that something? And I find, yes. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I find that once that connection is made, then learning is so easy. And um, yeah, just guidance becomes, you know, very easy. What are yeah. you trying to, what, when, when you're working with a mentee, what is it that, that you're trying to draw out of them? What I'm trying to draw out of them is their connection with their higher self. So that's, that's really what I'm trying to draw out. And I feel that if I connect with my higher self, that is actually going to reflect and the yeah the, the next person my mentee will have that kind of response um in 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 our case paul i must just share something quite interesting that i've never actually shared with you before mm -hmm. um or marceline for that matter and you know even though i was the you know sort of supposed mentor in our relationship the reverse mentoring that actually took place in our engagement was really profound and um that, that, <laughs> <laughs> of course not <laughs> I, and, I <laughs> because you know I think that you know just what you come with and um, your naturalness um, and your just your vivaciousness and your acceptance of what is and your um, willingness to strive and your intention to for your authenticity was very inspirational to me so even though I was teaching you how to draw even even though you you actually knew how to draw you just didn't know that you knew and all of that <laughs> even though yes I was the apparent drawing and painting teacher, I, I experienced a lot from interacting with you. And for that, I've never acknowledged you for, and I've never thanked you for. So I'd like to take this opportunity to, to do so. And to also maybe, yeah, just, you know, draw attention to the possibility that unexpected mentoring can really you know happen um that we should you know be open to mm. 
So what you're actually saying is that you can learn a lot from your mentee as well when you're a mentor, and that's a very valuable lesson. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, for me, is extremely profound. Um, and one learns from mentees on so many levels, you know, the fact that you're working with such unique individuals um, is just a constant reminder that everybody is their own jewel and their own unique human being. And for me, that's always been so profound. And just being open enough to actually learn um, from the person that you are, you know, supposedly um, teaching, mm -hmm. you end up, yeah. Many women, talk, many women talk about their mothers as a role model or as a first mentor. And um, is that true for you? Is there... Absolutely, 100% true. My mother, my mother was and still is a very deeply caring and nurturing human being. And I, growing up, I was always um, privileged enough to feel nurtured and safe. Um, she was always there as my safety net, as my listening ear, as my emotional support. Um, I was always, you know, she was really the first person in my life that taught me that I am a valuable, worthy human being. So, yes, she was definitely my first mentor, and I'm very blessed that she's still alive and that I can still appreciate her and learn from her. One, one of the things that, um, that I was learning from you was um, how to claim my identity as an artist. Um, and I'm interested in how you developed your identity as an artist or whether that's an ongoing process. Or... Uh, Mpo, that's an, an, a very ongoing dynamic process that really doesn't ever, <laughs> I don't believe, um, you know, come to an end. Uh, if you are open enough to evolution of self, the development of the artist identity goes hand in hand with the development of your own identity. And I, I, I am such a believer in post-identitarianism, sort of the, the notion that we can, we have the power and the ability to go beyond the identities that have been constructed for us by society. And I, I, I enjoy working with people in the sense that somehow I just have this, this way of pointing out to those who I work with um, 
you know, what is being constructed and, you know, what is their oppression or what is their privilege and how to, you know, really work with those things. And I think that it's very important uh, for me to be on a lifelong journey of self uh, reconstruction. Um, so that's really how I develop my artist identity. It goes very hand in hand of me continuously being in a state of development as a human being. And I really do work with others in a very, very similar way. I, I, I'd like, can you say something um, about your um, career journey? Okay. Um, my career journey, I, um, gosh, how far do I go back? <laughs> um, far. I studied fine art and I realized that I had an absolute joy for um, teaching uh, students when I was uh, allocated to be a tutor um, when I was doing my postgraduate. And it's, it was just the most incredible experience. And I then went overseas and traveled many countries, um, sort of lived lived a little <laughs> and re returned um, returned to South Africa um, not having practiced art for many years and not having been been involved in teaching and I came to Cape Town and I walked into um, this art school because I just felt compelled to. And as soon as I walked into this art school, I could smell this wonderful smell of oil paint. And I really felt that I'd come home. And I had quite a bit of audacity on me. And I approached the director of the school the minute I walked in and I asked her, if I could please teach at the school, <laughs> just like that. And she, she was quite curious, I think also because of the way I presented myself at the time, it was quite a while before I had become Muslim, et cetera, et cetera. I think I had bright flaming red hair and I was wearing a, <laughs> Uh, uh, um, a cow print uh, suit and you name it. <laughs> like the seventies. <laughs> yeah, it's one would think so, but uh, we're talking about I think the late nineties, actually. <laughs> Maybe I was in a, a retro phase. Who knows? But um, this this director, she she said, well, you know, if you think you can teach, like, let's see what you can do. And she she took a chance on me. And, um, 
even though we did not actually have that much sort of contact after that, I really acknowledge that the important role she played in my life because had she not taken a chance with me, you know, I really wouldn't be here. And after that, I ended up, you know, becoming the head of the fine art department a couple of years later at this very institution where I worked at for about 15 years, um, during which time I studied for my master's degree um, in the philosophy of higher education. Um, and during which time I started my business and during which time I actually met apart from my mother, the most profound mentor that I have ever had the, the grace and the blessing to, to come into contact with. Um, her name is Rukia and she, um, she is a self-transformative facilitator and I knew that I had some transforming, self-transforming to do. And one thing led to another and by design, I ended up in one of her trainings. Um, and I, the moment I laid eyes on her, I was full of judgments because I was full of a lot of nonsense at the time. <laughs> and I looked at her and I categorized her as we do when we, well, certainly as, as I do, and I think most of us do when we meet people, we position them in order to know our own position. Um, and I, I, I'm going to be frank with you and just tell you what I thought of her. I thought, fat Muslim lady, you know, <laughs> that is, you know, those were the words, those were the judgments that actually went through my mind. And of course, after that, I thought, you know, you, you, how could you be the trainer? I don't understand. You're supposed to be voiceless, oppressed, all these misconceptions that, you know, I assume to be true because this is what we've been taught. Um, Needless to say, during the course of the training, she was the, and, and still is, the most profoundly enlightened, hysterically funny, empowered, and just, you know, larger than life human being. And that for me was a very critical turning point in my life because I realized in that moment that I had all these assumptions and I needed to actually relook at virtually everything, everything I understood to be true, I needed to revisit. What um, I found um, I, I found her to be such a 
a, a positive influence in my life. I, I was so hungry for her presence and for her energy and her wisdom that I asked for it. I, I arrived at her house <laughs> at all hours of the day. <laughs> I demanded her, her mentorship. Um, and I, I, you know, it was many, many years that I was in her company and was very, very blessed to, to learn from her. And um, I was just, you know, I was just out of curiosity watching a TED talk the other day uh, about mentorship. And I, I'm not sure you've seen this one about the three key elements of mentorship by Janet Pan. Um, but what I found so profound about it is that she, she actually says that mentoring is something that needs to be asked um, for by a mentee. And, you know, a mentee should identify essentially who they want to learn from and actually activate that relationship and then maintain that relationship. I call it gate crashing or <laughs> adopting. <laughs> um, I, yeah, so that's certainly what I did with Rukia. And, uh, you know, that was a, she, she played a huge role in my life. Your art is very political. Can you tell me what influenced you in choosing your path, in the political path of your art? Okay, interesting. Um, I, I cannot disassociate myself and what I produce from what is happening in the world around me. Um, so you know, having also embraced Islam, it became, you know, very apparent to me that I was being judged um, in hijab, that, you know, being an art educator in hijab, I had to, I had to, I was quite challenged. I had to work quite hard to, you know, have students buy-ins um, because of, you know, all these initial judgments. And that really worked on my nerves. And I, <laughs> I wondered how, you know, what, what I could do as a Muslim artist and educator to challenge um, the perceptions of uh, a, a Muslim woman, certainly, um, you know, something that is perpetuated by the Western media. So, you know, I, I produced works where I dressed an actress in full sort of black hijab, which is certainly the, the, the uniform that the Western media use um, when, you know, showing a Muslim woman. And I sort of intercepted uh, spaces. I did flash mobs. So I intercepted uh, sort of live real spaces uh, on the UCT campus. 
um, where my Muslim lady was playing guitar hero or she was riding on a mountain bike and, you know, riding down the Jamison staircase or, you know, but she was in full full attire. And for me, that was powerful because she was doing things that one would not normally expect a Muslim woman to do. Um, so I, I'm very uh, determined to use my art to challenge stereotypes and to uh, challenge single voice or, or single narratives, single story narratives of of people, especially. Um, so we're creating a mentoring platform, um, hashtag I2, and I, I think we've actually spoken with you about it in the past. Um, and it's a platform for women only. Um, what do you see as being the value of women only spaces? I, I think that women only spaces are, they, they provide an atmosphere for deeper engagement. Um, and I do, you know, for instance, I, I've got an independent art class happening and it tends to, uh, attract women only <laughs> and it's it's just so deep because the sharing that happens the dialogue that takes place um, as a result of only women being present I think is far deeper so you know the learning and the the sharing and the connecting and the understanding, uh, I think is just on another level. I think they're powerful spaces. What wisdom do you have for young women in your field? Can you tell us? What I would like to tell women in my field is to strive to evolve and to self-study and to connect with self and to feel the freedom of what lies on the other side of that process, um, the reconstruction of one's identity that one might not want to to be, you know, um, society plays a huge role in the construction of our identities. And I think it is just so critical that we really look at our identities and we make conscious decisions about what we want to keep and what we want to let go of and what we want to create within ourselves. So for me, that is very, very key. Um, I think that is the base, the basis of absolutely everything else. I feel that uh, 
conversation about mentorship would not be complete without me mentioning a woman who was my student. Um, in fact, she was the photographer who was documenting my flash mobs that I spoke to you about earlier on. And she was a photography student at the time. And her hunger for knowledge led her to then become a lecturer and to then also study for her master's degree in education. And as life, you know, would have it um, in its mysterious way, um, when I took time out of education and I realized that I wanted to actually get back into it, I approached her. Um, and she was the, the head of academics at my current institution. And she has now been promoted to, you know, um, the teaching and learning developing manager of numerous educational brands. And my point is that you know, I think if you really are in integrity with yourself as a mentor, you will inspire others to become more than you, to become more fantastic. And yeah, I learn from her every single day. And yeah, it's beautiful. Then I know that I've done my work. <laughs> That's, that's um, such a, a wonderful testimony to the, yeah, to the real power of mentoring um, and, of, and, and, and a real testimony to you as a mentor um, that, that um, you really um, do have the talent for um, drawing out the best selves of, of those with whom you work. So um, I, I have so much gratitude for the time that, that I got to work with you. Um, Likewise. <laughs> is there something that we haven't asked you that you wish we had? I feel, yeah. I feel complete with our conversation. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Ilham, for joining us. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. It's been wonderful chatting to you. Well, it's been lovely chatting to you as well. And to our listeners, please join us next time for another exciting guest on hashtag I2MentoringStories. Mm -hmm.